0: Support for Healthcare Americana comes from Freedom HealthWorks. With Freedom HealthWorks, physicians, employers, and patients can thrive in direct care. Visit FreedomHealthWorks.com to start your journey into direct care today.
1: From Freedom HealthWorks, it's Healthcare Americana, a show about innovators, idealists, and pioneers in healthcare. These are their stories. I am your host, Christopher Havik. We've touched upon PBMs or pharmacy benefit managers on the show before, and they tend to take a lot of heat for being the quote, bad guys. It's because most people don't understand how they make money or do business. All we hear about is increasing drug costs, confusing rebate programs and discounts for seemingly everyone except us. Personally, I'd have to say that a lot of this criticism is warranted and the traditional PBMs certainly have a target on their back. Companies like Soma Pharmacy are finding ways to save clients money and contribute to a better quality of benefit program while being transparent and honest about their model. Evan Bruder tells us more about Soma Pharmacy's approach on this episode of Healthcare Americana.
0: We really believe in having a pharmacist oversee the plan. We can save groups 20 to 25% with the transparent pass-through pricing and the rebates. But really where you actually see the benefit is that you actually have someone looking through your claims. We have a pharmacist that looks through every single claim that goes through for an employer group every two weeks. So it helps employers, it helps patients. That's kind of what we're trying to achieve is win wins
1: So Evan, we get a lot of sense that uh, PBMs or pharmacy benefit managers are kind of the bad guys in the current healthcare system. How do you respond to those types of oh, accusations?
0: Well, first, Chris, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be talking with you today. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people hear the, the phrase PBM and immediately they get, get a negative response. Um, and, and, you know, really, we, we want to be a different kind of PBM. And, you know, a lot of times we don't even say PBM. Um, you know, we, we started as an independent pharmacy company in 2005, um, you know, we're still independent to this day. We were started by two pharmacists. Um, and in 05, we actually started as a long-term care pharmacy. Um, and from about 2005 until 2015, you know, the company grew from two people to about 125 in 2015. And, you know, we were offering health benefits to our employees at the time through Blue Cross. Um, and, you know, we were a fully funded account. Um, and, in, in about 2015, our employees actually started getting letters in the mail saying that they couldn't fill their prescriptions at our pharmacy anymore. They had to switch over to Prime's mail order pharmacy. Um, and you know, we saw that and you know, it, it got us up in arms, obviously. Um, you know, we, we wanted to take care of our own employees. And so that's when we really started looking into the employee benefits space. Um, and, and that's when we started to see, hey, you know, we think there's a way to build a little bit of a better solution um, for employer groups. And so, you know, in, in 2015, that's, that's what we did. Um, we actually started with our, with our own employee benefit plan, and we started approaching different TPAs. And we just said, hey, you know, we, we have 30, 35 pharmacists on staff. Um, you know, we think we can be our own PBM. Will you let us do that? And every TPA that we came across just said, you know, guys, no, we can't do that. And finally, one of them was honest with us and we just said, you know, why don't you let us carve out the PBM and, and be our own PBM? And they said, honestly, you know, you're, you're small enough to where we wouldn't make enough money on you if you carved out the PBM. Um, and, you know, we were, we were really naive at the time. We didn't know how the money was flowing. Um, so, you know, we started to dig into it. We actually started to talk to other CFOs, CEOs in our community, and no one really knew how much the pharmacy benefit was costing them. So, you know, we, we started looking at our own and, that's when we tried to build just a better model um, a, a transparent just pass through model and um, we work off of an admin fee. And so that's what we did for the first year with our own employee benefit plan. We found a small TPA that said, hey, you know, if you guys think you can be your own PBM, go for it. And, you know, they let us. So that first year, I mean, on our own drug spend, we say 25, 30% right off the bat. Um, and, you know, after the first year we said, hey, you know, we think we have something here. And so we actually started approaching other businesses in our community and saying, you know, have you, have you guys considered looking at carving out the PBM and a lot of them, you know, really, they didn't even know what a PBM was. So, you know, we've got a group of pharmacists right. and a couple business guys, and they're talking to these CFOs and they said, well, guys, you know, pharmacy was the 16th decision down on the list. when I was building the benefit plan and honestly there weren't any choices, we just said yes to whatever they gave us. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of it, it was just education um, trying to, Help CFOs and CEOs. We didn't really feel like anybody was on their side in the process, um, you know. So, so that's kind of how we started Tona Benefits. I mean, you know, we're still trying to grow it to this day, just like that.
1: Yeah, appreciate the background. So it sounds like you know the the and to summarize, you know, the great backstory there that. Soma can be a good guy within the pharmacy benefit world, and I know you don 't like to use the word the term p b m but um, sure. you know uh, to let me know what you guys like to be called and we 'll start using <laughs> using that term here mm-hmm. so um, yeah it, it, an incredible story and and that 's what really stuck with me too um, you know you started out with you said just two pharmacists and you grew up from there over the course of about 10 years and you know, I, I, I want you to go over and tell that story again. So, you have 125 employees uh, through this, this pharmacy. It's an independent pharmacy. You guys are in Nashville, North Carolina and then your insurance plan that you have, you're self-funded or fully funded and then your insurance company who is supposed to be working for you sends all of your employees a letter telling them to go elsewhere for their pharmacy needs. What were people's reactions to that? It's like, wait a minute, why can't I walk across the street or walk across the office and get these things yeah. filled here? That's exactly what the response
0: was. I mean, we got the letters and, it, you know, we're standing in the pharmacy. Well, you know, why can't we use our own pharmacy? We work here. That's what happened. And so, you know, we, we, we tried to um, have them bend the rules and, you know, we just got the sense that that wasn't going to happen. I mean, that, that just wasn't an option um, to customize the plan. And so that's when we knew we had to make a
1: change. Now, what do you think the reason for that is, the the stiffness uh, from your insurance carrier?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, when we see clients with a lot of the, the bigger TPAs and the, the bigger PBMs, um, you know, what we've found is it just seems like there's there's a box. And, you know, if you want to go outside of the box, you really can't. We've tried to push the issue on a couple other things with, with different clients, and it just seems like there's not room for customization. And, you know, when we were trying to build some of the benefits, we wanted CFOs and CEOs to actually have a customized benefit plan that really catered to their employee. So every benefit plan that we build is different for each client because every client's employees are different and their needs are different. And so that's why we like to have a pharmacist that really goes through the actual plan design with the executive team to say, hey, you know, we saw this in your data, we think you should include X, Y, or Z. And then there's no boxes. It's fully customizable.
1: Now, you mentioned that some of these HR CEOs, CFOs say that, hey, the pharmacy benefits are a 16th, whatever it was, line item down Mm -hmm. there, which is probably still a fair amount of money. Do people's eyes pop open when you say, hey, we can bring you, I think you said either 25, 35% savings on this and they realize that that is a lot of money. Those dollars seem to add up. And then you say, yep. we're able to customize this when, you know, for some reason, whatever, whatever it is, has not been the trend in the industry. What are those conversations like? What are their reactions when you tell them that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The savings are huge. I mean, specialty pharmacy is a hot button issue. Pharmacy in general has been the hot button issue for the last, you know, three to five years. Um, so, you know, when we talk to, to CFOs and CEOs, we'll actually take a look at their data, and we'll do just an apples-to-apples reprice of saying, hey, you know, this was your data over the past year. You know, let's just say you were with Caremark. Um, this is what your costs were. You know, if you were using Sona instead of Caremark, your costs would have been X. And, you know, we, we started some benefits here in Western North Carolina, and we went into these accounts, and groups would be with the big guys for 20 years. Without even reviewing the contract, and so we would go in and you know just off the bat, our model is a transparent pass-through model. So basically, the discounts that are negotiated with pharmacies are the discounts that the employer group receives, and we work off of an admin fee. So just by switching that model, instead of using spread pricing um, with the with the bigger PBMs, and then we pass back 100% of the rebates. Just by doing that, I mean groups were saving 20 to 25% just by unplugging Caremark and plugging us in. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it really resonated with groups that were trying to find savings in their employee benefit plan.
1: How much education is involved when you talk to new groups, you mentioned rebates, Uh, do a lot of people even know what rebates are? I mean, do they even know what's happening within this world?
0: A lot of groups know,
1: um,
0: some of them by now have heard of rebates. Um, so there definitely is an educational piece, but a lot of our conversations early on are just around the whole, um, how the pharmacy benefit really works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk a little bit about that PBNs have gotten a bad name and, and really that's because just there's so many games that can be played um, in the, in the industry. You know, we, we just wanted to, to clean it up. Honestly, we just wanted to be transparent with, Hey, you know, yes, we make money. You can see the money we make. This is it. It's through an admin fee. You know, if right. you don't think we're worth the money, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to retain us. But, you know, we wanted to build direct relationships with employer groups. And so we actually make all of our contracts direct with the employer. So we don't work mm-hmm. through a broker. Um, we don't work through a TPA. We actually sign directly with the employer group, so they can hold us accountable every year. We want to go in and, and actually show results. And that's really the way that we've, that we've grown is being able to show that yes, we can reduce your pharmacy cost 20 to 25% with active management over the, over the benefit.
1: So you go in with a, into a conversation with all your cards on the table, say this is our fee, this is what we can save you, do you guys wanna do business or not? Are those successful exactly. conversations? Generally, yes.
0: It's a tough sales cycle. You know, going direct to employer groups, a lot of the employers, they identify with what we're talking about. I mean, we're an independent company that's looking to align our interests with the CFO and the CEO and the, and the employer group. It does become complicated when, you know, an employer will say, hey, I completely um, understand what you're saying. You know, I'm, I'm bought into it. You know, why don't you go talk to my broker? Why don't you go talk to my TPA? Those conversations can get a little a little bit trickier because based on, you know, different fee arrangements and commissions, we can get blocked out of certain accounts, even if an employer group actually wants to use
1: us. Yeah, more, more moving pieces to a puzzle. Uh, it always seems to, to complicate things, especially within uh, people's lives here in the benefits world. What are those conversations like talking to the actual people who are gonna use your benefits, so the employees? Um, do you guys measure any type of satisfaction or quality metrics about you know how well are your services doing for the people actually using them?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, As we kind of build out our services, we wanted to be as customer centric as we could. So that meant for us, we don't outsource any of our calls. You know, we have an in-house call center. We want to be talking to these employees. We'll actually send a pharmacist on site for employer groups open enrollment, which you talk to employees and they've never even seen who their PBM was, especially at open enrollments. So, you know, just showing up and having a presence at open enrollment is huge. We actually have a service. It's a disease management platform. It's actually based off of the Asheville Project model, which basically takes the high-risk members of a group, the diabetics, cardiovascular disease, asthma, COPD, and then actually assigns them a personalized health coach that's a clinical pharmacist. And these high-risk members meet with the clinical pharmacist um, once every quarter, and The ROI of the program has been proven that it's a significant ROI for employers to invest in this this program because it basically keeps the, the members accountable. They have a personalized health coach that's helping them navigate the system. And we'll go into open enrollments with employer groups. It's an optional program, but if an employer does sign on with that, you know, a pharmacist is sitting down and talking to every one of their employees as they come by the table and saying, hey, you know, there's this great benefit that your employer just elected to enroll in. You know, it's called the Sona Health Management Program. You're gonna have reduced copays on your generics and your brands if you sign up, and I become your personalized health coach. So, I mean, one, one of our first clients actually had a um, had a health management program that was just a telephonic program. They had about 450 employees. Um, nine people were in the program when we took over. And, you know, we looked at their data and we said, we know there's a ton more people that we could help you know, why don't we actually send somebody to open enrollment to talk to these people? Mm-hmm. So after that first year, I mean, they were, they were up to 85 people in the program, just like that. Mm-hmm. And we sat down with the CFO after the first year and showed him the results. And his quote was, well, why don't you try to get some more people in the program?
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I mean, you're like a little it, bit of it, help. Fun here, fun. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's work together here. Uh, give us your blessing. Give us your green light for these plans. And I, I'm sure it helps those conversations when you're talking to the CFOs and CEOs, where you're able to plug your benefit into existing programs. Tell us a little bit how how that works and how people react to it because it's not a take it or leave it type of arrangement.
0: No, it's not. Um, So, you know, we we have the capability to work with really any TPA in the country. And so, we'll, we'll go into a group and Actually, one that we just talked to. Um, They they looked at me and they said, Evan, is it as simple as unplugging Caremark and plugging Sona in? And we said, really it is because, you know, the integration with a third-party administrator is all about the data flow. Um, We're connected with most of the TPAs across the country. Um, So, you know, you have to make sure that the data is correct, that the eligibility files are correct. You know, we have all those capabilities and really then it's just using Sona services on the back end. So it's really not not hard, but you do get pushback from some of the larger TPAs that own their own PBMs or that work exclusively with a PBM. That's where we really run into, run into issues, but the integration itself isn't difficult.
1: I want to highlight some of those issues you just mentioned there. So go a little bit more in, in depth about what limits your services.
0: Sure, sure. So the, probably the biggest one is trying to work with um, certain third party administrators. So a lot of the you know independent third party administrators are pretty agnostic as to what pharmacy provider groups use.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but you know if we're going up against the the BUCAS, then we know that it's going to be a, a struggle. Um, here in North Carolina, there's certain requirements on how big an employer actually has to be before they can carve out the PBM, which, you know, we feel is just frustrating. You know, why why do you yeah. have to be at a thousand employees to get something, a solution that's outside of the box?
1: Yeah. Where did that uh, number so, come you know, from? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where, what is that
0: from? We just think that employers should have the right to choose who's doing their services and carve it out how they like to. Um, so, you know, that's what we try to give employers.
1: Yeah. makes a lot of sense. And Tired of seeing just arbitrary numbers legislated. It just places unnecessary burdens, unnecessary limits on people. So, you know, with that, is there too small of a company that you, you can work with? Or can you work with basically one employee up to 1 million? So
0: we, we work with any self-funded employer group.
1: Um, most, you know, most of the groups
0: that we work with now are usually over 100 employees. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we can scale it up to really... Tens of thousands. It's important that on the back end, we really believe in having a a, a pharmacist really oversee the plan. Um, And and so that's kind of what we try to build in. We can save groups 20 to 25% with a transparent pass-through pricing and, and the rebates, but really where you actually see the benefit is that you actually have someone looking through your claims. So we have a pharmacist that looks through every single claim that goes through for an employer group every two weeks. We'll see things in there like a um, testosterone gel that runs through the plan, um, you know, it'll be $1,500, you know, we'll, we'll go in there and we'll call the doctor and we'll say, hey, you know, we, we have a compounding pharmacy that we know can make this compound testosterone for, you know, $100 and it's actually going to be better for the patient because it'll be dialed into their body's needs. Are, are you okay with making that switch? If the doctor says yes, that pharmacist will actually then call the patient and say, hey, you know, we identified this as an opportunity for you to actually say because you're not going to have a brand name Copay anymore. And you're going to get it through this compounding pharmacy. Um, is that something you'd like to do? And if they get yeses on both those questions, they can go ahead and make the switch. So it helps employers. It helps patients. That's kind of what we're trying to achieve is win-wins.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. It's so refreshing to hear from what you you usually see in PBMs. And we touched upon a little earlier about this confusing web of rebates and discounts. And are they really incentivized to make the best decisions for their care, just given the story that you just said right there? So, you know, I got to ask this, we touched upon it a, a little bit just before we started recording that You know, we're in the middle of the the COVID-19 breakout here in the middle of March, and uh, a lot of people are looking towards the federal government and state governments um, as a source of healthcare news and healthcare information there. So with that focus and understanding that the United States healthcare industry is a very nationally uh, focused system, is your approach a way to help drive down um, a lot of pharmacy costs, a lot of prescription drug costs? Is this approach the right way to do it?
0: I think so. Just from the pricing standpoint, from the oversight standpoint, I think that, you know, really having an expert um, oversee your plan is, is the way to drive down pharmacy costs. Um, you know, and being flexible in, in times like this is important. I mean, just yesterday, you know, we went ahead and adjusted all of our refill too soon limits for clients because we understood that, you know, employees wanted to fill their medication sooner because they were concerned that rural pharmacies would actually have to shut down for, for a period of time, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so we had clients that were kind of asking us what we could do about that and we were able to adjust it on the fly them. So I think having some flexibility in your employee benefit plan and actually getting the transparency on your costs is huge because then, you know, you, you have the control to actually manage your plan effectively. And that's what we try to give um, employers is just the ability to actually see where they're spending their money and then make adjustments to actually manage the, the plan.
1: Now, is this approach, are, are you guys just absolutely hated or detested by some of the bigger PBMs out there?
0: Yeah, we, we, we probably have some people that aren't, aren't big fans. Um, you know, but really our, our goal isn't, isn't to be this huge PBM that goes nationwide. I mean, really we want to build relationships with our clients. Um, you know, that, that's why we haven't really tried to just scale, scale some benefits nationally yet. We're talking to more and more groups that are based more outside the Carolinas. That's primarily where we are right now. But, you know, we really want to be held accountable to our clients. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build personal relationships with them. Um, That's really our goal.
1: Gotcha, I absolutely love your story. You know, went from an independent clinical pharmacy you grew random problems with your own employee benefits program. And you said, hell with this, we're going to find a better way to do it. And then you're going to help out anybody out there who's, who's willing to listen. So kudos to you guys. Uh, I love what you're doing down there. And, and I love the fact where y- your heart's in the right place. You want to help people, you want to help them save. And we're going to pay attention to those, the personal aspects about what, you're doing in your daily life to really make an impact. So my hat's off to you. Uh, so Evan, wanted to, wanted to finish up here with you and introduce you to our crystal ball segment. This is where we ask our guests to say, all right, look into your giant Miss Cleo crystal ball sitting in front of you and look deep in there and tell us where do we go from here? Where does your company go? Where's this industry go? And where do we go as a whole? That's a great question. Um, you know,
0: looking over the last five years that we've, we've been doing this, you know, when we, when we started, independent, pass-through, transparent PBMs, you know, there, there weren't that many of them. Um, so honestly, you know, we've talked to groups around here and they were all with, with the big guys. And we knew we could immediately save them money. You know, now within the last two years, I would say there's more and more independent, transparent PBMs, which we like. We believe in that model. So in the future, I think there's just going to be more and more it's going to be interesting to see how the independent transparent ones differentiate themselves. Um, I think that'll be something to watch. Pharmacy in general is I think just going to get more and more, um, press, you know, it's a, it's a huge hot topic right now specialty pharmacy is something that PBMs are gonna to have to figure out their game plan for for the next five to ten years. I mean the costs are just gonna keep going up. So I think between those two things it's gonna be interesting to see how the self-funded employer benefits space really plays out. Um, but you know our goal is when we come into work every day we really just want to be different and then we want to be better. So if we can say yes to those two things are we different and then are we better then we're gonna be able to sleep at nine and we're going to try to help as
1: many people as we can. that's fantastic. Evan, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Wish you the best of luck. Stay safe during these uncertain times, and we look forward to following all your successes. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Healthcare Americana is powered by Freedom HealthWorks, editing provided by Taylor Scott and iPodcast Pro. I'm Christopher Habig. Thanks for listening.
0: Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit FMMA.org.
1: Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry. And we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. And hey, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, let us know that too. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.